Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm joined by Dr. Emily Latran. She's a serial entrepreneur. I can't wait to hear what she says. That is a CEO of multiple dental practices and a private coach to many professionals. As an international speaker, Emily has been on TEDx and shared stages with countless business leaders, including Sharon Lecter, co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Dan Clark, a Hall of Fame speaker, Dr. Howard Ferran from Dental Town, and Linda Miles, the ultimate mentor of dentistry. Emily has been featured on several magazines, including Dental Town, Global Women, See Beyond, as well as media such as Yahoo Finance, USA Today, and Fox. She is a contributing writer for Dental IQ and Dentistry Today. Dr. Latran is the founder of Exceptional Leverage Inc., host of Action to Win seminars, author of several books, and a certified Colby consultant, helping team growth with customized insights to boost performance. She can be often seen speaking and is available as a guest expert and a high performance coach. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to join you all the way over there from down under, correct? And, um, you know, I've always, it's always an honor to be able to, to be on and share some stories, inspire some people, and, and hopefully um, really get people to start taking some action and change their lives. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Now, before we go any further, what is a serial entrepreneur? <laughs> well, the, the term serial entrepreneur uh, means you're in a series of projects, right? Um, it's kind of like serial killer, but I mean, we're not killing anybody. Um, so the serial entrepreneurs are, are the entrepreneurs who work on multiple projects, then they finish one and they go on to the next, the next one. So my point of putting that on my bio um, is telling people that I'm constantly working, thriving, achieving. That's great, Emily. <laughs> Now, we always pose the same three questions to our, our guests, and we really love the different answers that everyone gives us. So what uh-huh. can your expertise do to accelerate health? Well, I think the very first thing that we need to do if we want to accelerate health is we need to have clarity. Um, and what I mean by that is understand what's most important to us and you know, only focus on doing those particular things that would help us achieve the goal. 
And the reason I say that is because sometimes when people say, you know, um, let's say I'm, I'm trying to be healthy, I'm exercising and I'm eating right. And then they go to work and they let the negative people uh, bog them down, right? They let the, the, the little tasks, um, they, they try to do everything because they think they're the perfect boss or, 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 or the perfect worker. And then they expand a lot of their energy and they get stressed at work because they, they're not focusing on the most important tasks. They're not focusing on getting the results and, and they, they, they're focusing on being busy, right? Because some people think if they're busy, that means that they're very productive. So with that example, what you can see is you're taking care of your health because you're exercising and then you know, you're trying to eat right, but then when you go to work, you, you kill that energy because you're not using your talent correctly, right? So when we're talking about getting best health, I think it's very important to understand what's most important and to focus our mindset on those activities, those things that would take us to that level of health. So when I'm talking about health and when I'm chatting with people or coaching my clients, it's the mental health, it's the physical health, and it's what you do as habits, which means you, you try to do it as consistently as you can. You try to have that routine and that's how you stay healthy. The people who go through cycles, right? Up and down and up and down. A lot of times it's because they don't have the focus. That's the first thing. They don't have that clarity, that focus. So they go and they do different things. Um, oh, this diet sounds good. Let me let me try this one, right? Uh, and let me uh, try to do this uh, fasting, right? Oh, the, the Peloton is something new. Let me, let me get this one. And they forget that maybe they had a, a previous stationary bike that they never got on. So, so the new toy is not going to get you on there. It's going to be your mindset and your determination to make the change and how bad you want the result, which is better health. That's what's going to get you on the, on the Peloton. In Australia, we have a, a thing called shiny thing syndrome. I don't know if you guys do that in the US where it's kind of like, you know, oh, the new toy. Yeah, let's pick that yes. up. That's kind of describing what you're talking about. Right. It's the, the shiny object syndrome, right? And I think that's normal. It's just like, a, you know, look at kids. You give them a new toy, they get, they're going to get excited and they forget their existing toy kind of thing. But as adults, if we want to talk about change and something that sounds even as basic as health, and by basic, I mean it's important to everyone, right? That, that's what I mean by basic. Everybody needs the health. When you look around you, how many people actually stick to a particular diet? And by diet, it doesn't actually mean for me, it just means you eat the right thing, whatever is best for you. And you try to eat that as much as possible, right? Sometimes you're going to go to a party and you don't stick to that. But on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, are you true to that? And, and is the action, is the commitment to stay and to stick with it and, and actually do that. And then you can always up-level your game, right? Uh, then you can try a new toy. Once you already have that commitment that you're going to spend your time on that or you're going to stick to this particular diet and now maybe you take off something else or, or you add something else, but you already have your mindset on that. So I think... Um, to have that first it is very, very important. That's great. Now, on this podcast, we've actually covered things that help solidify what you're talking about, that commitment 
that follow through. Back in episode 18, I talked about a personal manifesto, which are rules that you live your life by. Things like it might be I listen to my kids because they have ultimate wisdom or, you know, it might be I'm not going to set ambiguous rules for myself. Like there'll be some rules that you live your life by. So listeners, pop back to episode 18, listen to personal manifesto because that will help you do what Emily's talking about as will understanding your shadow values, which we covered back at episode 24 knowing which core values drive your behaviour, whether it be positively or negatively, and also understanding what happiness means to you, which we covered back in episode 21, having a code of your own to build happiness. Because as Emily said, you are just going to pick up the new toy and just keep doing thing after thing without committing to it if you don't understand what's making you tick wouldn't you say right I I think one of the things that distract people is trying to um, not not so much compete but trying to be like other people right or sometimes you might want to outdo other people so in the United States we call we call it you know chasing the the Jonases right they they got a new car we need to get a new car they upgrade the kitchen we need to upgrade the kitchen right they look great because they join whatever <laughs> whatever program or whatever club and then we have to do that even though I didn't listen to your personal manifesto I I would guess that it has to do with values that are important to you right and so when you make it important to you when you get to a hurdle when you get to a difficult spot it's very easy to go back and say you know what this was important to me because so um, I'll give you a quick example I, I work with clients and maybe they want to lose weight, right? And then they try this and they try that. And, and the conversation for me and them is, you know, why do you, why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to lose those weight? And it comes down to their family, their kids, their children. Um, I want to be healthy so I, you know, I can see my kids grow up. I can, you know, I can play this with my kids. I want to outlast them on the, on the jogging or whatever. And if that's important, when it gets difficult, you're not going to give up because you think back and you say, you know what, I'm doing this for my kids, right? Is your why, but it's personal to you because when you try to do it like somebody else, like, oh, she got a beautiful body because she just joined, I don't know, 24 hours fitness. So I'm going to go join 24 hours fitness. And when I don't feel like driving there or I don't feel like getting up, maybe I, I was trying to go in the morning and I don't feel like getting up to go there. It's easy for me to say, you know what, I'm just going to skip today, right? But if I'm doing it with that benefit extension that I'm doing it for my kids, for the people that I love, then I think it gives you more energy and you can always go back and visit that why and reinforce the action that you need to take. Totally. I love that. That is so good. Listeners, your why is your existence of, of being. It's the reason why you do things, why you respond to things. And you know, Emily, a lot of people don't understand what their why really is. They think their why is to be a good mum or to be a good worker or whatever, but they, they don't understand their personal why. Why do you want to be a good mum? Why exactly. do you want to be a good worker? Like, why is that important to you? Yes, I, I think um, 
I think for everyone, uh, we are all on our own journey, right? I'm sure. I'm sure we've all heard, oh, she's an overnight success, right? <laughs> and then, and then when you talk to the person, yeah, the overnight success took five years, and people just realize it. Oh, it's a success now, but it took five years of work, and and the fact that that we committed to that is because it's very important to us. Um, for example, for me, you know, my why are my children, my family that always come first. And, and part of it is because I actually came to the United States uh, back in the in the early 80s as a refugee, um, escaping from communist Vietnam. And, and I left without my parents. I left with my aunts and my older brother and, and some cousins. And, you know, so it's always about the, the value of family is always there for me. It's it's like, what can I do to actually fulfill that expectation to, 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 to know that I didn't let my parents down because they sacrificed so that I could come to this new country and, you know, enjoy the, the, the freedom and, and create a, a beautiful future for me. And so when that is important to me, and then, you know, then I have my children now, obviously, now it's like, how do I live up to my parents? <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually be loving, be kind sacrificing for the children and and that's one of the reasons sometimes people ask me well why are you working so hard right like why is that and it's because yes beyond taking care of my kids I want to create a legacy for the kids I want the kids to see the example that you know you gotta you gotta work hard because you're always trying to to do better it's, it's not about uh, making more money per se but it's but it's like can you beat your own record and and the only reason for that is because you really want to fulfill your potential, right? Um, maybe money or status or whatever is is a measurement of it, but that's not what you're after. What you're after is maximizing your own potential. And you can't live up to your own potential if you don't have good health, because good health will give you the energy to go that extra mile, to do the extra things, to stay committed to whatever you're doing. And uh, so what I would invite people, uh, your, your audience, is, is to, to take a moment and really just sit down and just think, why do you try so hard sometimes, right? What's most important to you? Um, sometimes there are stories that, 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 you, that you need to kind of refer back to and say, yes, that, that story reminds me why I need to be a certain way, why I need to do a certain thing. Like, like for me, I, I try to be involved in charity and I, I do some free dentistry from my, um, from my dental office. And it's because when I first came to the United States, there was so much given to me. We came as refugee, we don't have anything. So, you know, we, we were given free lunches in, in, in high school. Uh, when we go to college, we were given grants, right? And scholarship. Those are the things that helped me got to where I am today. And so to have that mentality of you know, having gratitude and giving back, it comes from that story. It comes from that experience. And so your journey, nobody can change your journey. You're the one that, that should learn from your journey. So don't go and compare your journey to somebody else. Um, don't go and try to match to somebody else. I say try to outdo your best self or get to your best self, whichever the, uh, the situation may be. But maximize that potential because that's when you can be the of greatest impact to the world around you.
That is so true. I really do just love that message. Now, we talk here about wealth. Wealth can be uh, spiritual. It can be financial. It could be any kind of wealth. What are your top three tips to creating and up-leveling with wealth? Well, I think um, I think when, when people think of wealth, uh, sometimes what they think of is just money, right? Um, whatever money that you that you already have uh, i i think for me there's a lot of different parts of wealth that if i have that um i i would feel wealthy if that that makes any sense so obviously you got you got your income uh and what you do with your income to create the wealth and i always talk to to business owners think about your wealth as your assets right your assets is, you know, your business. Your assets could be your team, the people who work for you, right? The people who give you their time. Obviously, you compensate for that, but they give you their time and their effort so they can help you build your business, which in turn will create your wealth. Um, so think of your business, your team, your customers as part of your wealth. Uh, the other part is you think of your wealth as your network. Uh, who who do you know who support you when you're in a difficult situation um, and let's say you need some help right I'm sure every one of us we've gone to a, a consultant a coach if something happened to your car and you want need to go figure out you know what your car uh, problem is we rely on an expert in whatever we need help with now if you are well connected and you know a lot of people who can help you solve a lot of problems because you don't have to know all the answers but you should know a lot of the people who know the answers so you can reach out to them. And that is also part of your wealth. Um, it, it, it's, it's the personal wealth, right? It's, again, nobody can take it aw away from you. You're the one that build that. So let's say you and I, we know each other, right? And something happened to me and, and something happened to my business and now I, I need help. I, I reach out to you because we, we already have that connection. We already have that wealth. And I may be asking you for help to reconnect me with other people. You know, that to me, that is wealth because it's equivalent to, to essentially money, to income, because when you reestablish that connection and you utilize that, you can recreate the wealth. And the third thing I think um, a lot of people sometimes overlook, for me, part of your wealth is love. Uh, the love of your family. Um, love with your spouse, love of the extended family, that's very common in, in an Asian family, um, the love of the community. You Sometimes you, if you don't think about it, you don't stop and appreciate. I think uh, we, we're talking right now in, you know, January 2021, and the whole world just went through nine months of the pandemic, and we're still in the pandemic. But imagine the very beginning, if you think about that, there were so many people posting on social media saying they so appreciate the time, but they are now stuck at home and they get to spend it with the family. And, and I thought it was great, but I thought it was sad because the time that you spend with your family, unless you're a nurse and you have to work night shift, 12 hours, three days a week, which is very common in the United States, in the evening, you should spend that time with your family. You leave work, you go home, you leave all your worries and all your stress behind, you come home and you be that perfect mom, perfect dad. 
And what that means is you're going to actually spend time with your kids. Um, that is love and that is wealth. That kind of wealth you create yourself and you can enrich it every day. My, uh, my youngest son is 18. He just started school at UCLA. And for me, it's like, thank God he's stuck at home right? <laughs> because of the pandemic. But we are watching movies every night, right? Um, and he's already 18. So we, it's not like we watch movies all the time because sometimes we have to pick the right one when he was younger. But I've always had that thing where I watch shows with my kids um, and we watch movies. And on the weekend, we all get together and do something. When I'm cooking, I make them help. At the beginning, it seems like a chore. Now they actually cook and make me eat it, right? So, but that's that's the wealth that nobody can take away from me. And so I want people to think of that also as wealth. It's not the material thing, it's the relationship thing, is you know, the emotional thing is intangible. And that's something that you can create without spending a lot of money. Totally. I, I totally get that. And in my family, something we do every night, no matter whether I'm out at work or the kids are at uni or whatever is going on, is we have dinner together. And there's no phones at the table at dinner. You know, I ask each child, what did you do today? What did you accomplish? What would you like to have done? How do you feel about it? And they ask me the same thing. And that creating wealth in the family yeah. Yeah. is so bonding and so connecting. And there's been like maybe two nights so far in the past six months that we haven't been able to do it, whether I've been stuck in traffic and, you know, they've had takeaway or something. Right. And we really miss that connection. So what I've made us yeah. do is if I'm not here for dinner, then we do it before bedtime. We sit down and we all have a cup of tea or a glass of water. And then how was your day? What did you do? And it's just something small that I really encourage the listeners to do. Check in with the family members and everybody say something and everybody be in on it and listen to it because it's just so bonding and that personal wealth is so important. Right. And, 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 and if you think about it, some of us go and chase some other kind of wealth, right? But we actually have that part of goal at home that we can, that we can keep adding on and we can keep growing. So, so think, of, think of what you can do every day to grow that wealth. And notice, I didn't really talk about, let's work two more hours. <laughs> you know, let's work longer hours. Um, let's add more days to the, to the work. We didn't talk about that, but I think if you were listening, you probably feel a little bit more wealthier, right? Like a little wealthier because you know you already have it. You just need to go back to it. You just need to grow it. It's, a, it's the same thing for me. You, you know, sometimes let's say go to work. If I have the money to take my staff, nine, 10 people, whatever, and just take them to a Vegas trip to attend a seminar, right? I know that I invested a certain amount of money. It's not real big. We don't. We can. We could drive to Vegas. So it's not a really far trip. But the point is, yes, you could take the time. You could invest in your team, and and you know that your team is going to learn something valuable. There's nothing comparable to that because everyone in the team could just go to Vegas by themselves. But to go to Vegas and bond together and have that experience and all learn together, that's a different thing. That I'm. I'm technically the only one. <laughs> 
that could give up to them during that you know, particular period of employment. And so if you have a company, if you run a business, you know, think of that too. That, that's like imparting wealth to the people who work with you and they are part of your wealth because they're part of your assets. So when, when you give and you create, I think you would feel very, very wealthy. So true. And it's really about building community. As you said before, you were talking about the family and about your network and, you know, a community can be a community of two people. It could be a community of 30 people. It could be a community of a 1,000 people. But it's staying connected and really making the effort to build that community, no matter whether it's work, networks or your family. Yes, yes. And and always be appreciative of, of the people who can add value to you because that's that's the same thing as adding wealth. And and I think it's and, and you know, if you think about it, your health is also part of your wealth because you know, your health, uh, pe- people say, if you don't have your health, then that's the only thing that you would wish for, right? Because that's when you realize that it affects everything else. And and so, and that's part of your treasure. That's part of what you should take care of. And, and you go, and you go out there and you also take care of the health of your family, right? And I'm, I'm a dentist also. So I take care of the oral health of my, my patients. So, so, Think of every little thing that you could take for granted um, in your life, in your daily life, in your business, and and start looking at that as your blessing. Start looking at that as your as your wealth, and and I think you're gonna feel less of that urge to try to chase something shiny, to try to add another more, you know, add another project to try to make more money um, before you realize that you're already wealthy. Fantastic. Now, Emily, we talk on this podcast about weight loss. It's it's something that many people battle needlessly. What would be your take on weight loss? Well, I think um, weight loss, unless it's from a like a like a like a result of certain conditions, um, in general, we're the one that bring it to ourselves, right? I have a, I have a, a, a Dr. Farhan, he runs um, a platform called Dental Town, and he would say, you know, the, the people who are overweight, and we're just talking about the average person, right? Like we're overweight. Um, no, if you think about it, nobody forced the food into your mouth, right? You're the one that put the food into your mouth. Um, so it's, it's self-control, right? Uh, another person just, just posted something on social media recently and it, it, to me, it was kind of funny. In, in the United States, we have Thanksgiving as the end of November, and then we have Christmas, the end of December. And people would say, I put on the weight between Christmas and Thanksgiving. I mean, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And what we really should say, no, I put on the weight between Christmas and Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> because it's that 11 months that you're not watching what you eat. Um, and then toward the holidays, now you, you're, you're totally, you're, you know, you're trying to focus on losing the weight. So the first thing is to to try to keep yourself in control, to um, to to eat in moderation, to eat the right thing, um, and like I mentioned before, um, find a reason for it, right? Like if you if you think that you need to lose some weight, 
well, why do you want to lose the weight? Is it because you want to live longer and have time with your family? Um, is it because it's affecting your work and affecting your work? It could be um, it, it's affecting your self-image, right? Uh, it, it's affecting how productive you are. So maybe you can't do so much work, create so much income. Um, maybe it's for your family. Uh, a lot of people, when they try to control their weight, sometimes there's a history in the family um, of diabetic or you know stroke or high blood pressure high cholesterol. So sometimes you, you want to control your weight because of those risky factors that you are predisposed to. So um, I think the first thing is to have that self-control. And um, the second thing is really when you, when you can lose the weight, you will increase your energy and you will enjoy your life more. So if nothing else, you're going to be happier when you lose the weight. And I'm not talking about because you look better or you fit into a better size dress. Um, I'm talking about uh, you, you, you can enjoy those long walks, right? Or maybe you're going to enjoy a challenge, um, go to part of a, uh, part of a marathon or um, go, go join a group of girlfriends or ladies' friends um, and, and have the group exercise. I, I'm uh, where, the city where I live. We have a bunch of parents. I'm not part of it, but anyway, they would meet at 5 a.m. at the park and all run together, right? And if that's you, and you want to be that part, and to have fun with those ladies, and you, and you can't really wake up early because you're you're tired all the time, or you can't keep up with them during the running, that would be another um, another driven factor for you. So. Have that commitment. Understand that you will be happier, you will be better when you lose your weight. I think those are good reasons for you to lose your weight. And then once you once you make that decision, and then you know, look for the experts, look for the people who can help you do that. I'm a very big fan of leveraging experts um, because I don't need to know everything. I should know a lot of people who know how to do stuff, and then they can help me do it. They can teach me or sometimes they can do it for me in case I want to outsource. So um, I think a lot of time when people, uh, social media is very good sometimes because then you see pictures, some people post pictures, this is me and this is me 60 days later. Um, and sometimes it's encouraging and sometimes it's discouraging because, <laughs> because you, you're thinking, how come I couldn't do that, right? But then when you ask, when you tell yourself, how come I can't do that or I haven't been able to do that? It's time to ask for help and, and get somebody to get you to help you get to where you want. Totally. And it's really about having that clarity. Why do you want to lose the weight? Is it a health reason? Is it for that dress? Is it because you want to change your habits? You want to commit to something new? Really knowing your why, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yes, yes. I, I think um, a lot of time, when, when people try to do things and it's not the true reason why they should do it, they're doing it because maybe somebody told them to do it. Um, you, that's why they, you lose the momentum because you, you, don't, you don't buy it yourself <laughs> per se, right? And, and so it's easy for you to just derail, sidetrack, or, or just give, you know, give, give it all up. So un understand you first is the most important thing. And that's that's my passion. That's why I get into high performance coaching because I think 
a lot of stress, a lot of challenges that we think we have, we may not have if we understand ourselves, right? If you keep trying to do something that you're not ready for without trying to train for it, you're always going to be frustrated and you're stressed out. Like if all of a sudden you say, I'm going to go do the marathon and you've never done the training, you never have anybody help you, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to feel stressed out. You know what? I'm not ready to run this marathon. You're darn right because <laughs> you weren't training for it. You don't have the right mindset for it. And um, and that's that's why I'm passionate um, about helping people get to that point where they can really maximize their potential. Great. Now, Emily, we do love to offer freebies to the listeners here. So what can you offer the listener that might want to look into some high-performance coaching? Well, you know what? I would love to, um, if your listeners want to have a chat, um, to, to learn where where they think their challenges may be. And I, I can have a chat with them, help to give them some strategies, some solutions. I always help solve at least one or two problems or situations or we on the call. And then after that, if they if they feel that, you know what, this this might be the right fit and they want to continue working, that's great. If not, you know, I'm I'm happy to serve because I think everybody deserves that you know, that help to, to just jumpstart a little bit. And almost every problem, when you look at it, if you look at it a different way, a different perspective, you're going to see some solution. Um, they can go to exceptionalleverage.com forward slash form, F-O-R-M. And um, they can fill out some questionnaires. It's about them. It's about where they think they are, whether it's about health or maybe it's about financial um business-wise, or maybe it's a family thing, just put it on there. And I would love to have a 30-minute chat with them. Terrific. Now, people can find you at AmericanDreamCoach.com, BestYouBestBusiness.com, and you mentioned ExceptionalLeverage.com. Do you have a Facebook group that they can look at? Um, Yeah, they can certainly um, go to my Facebook page, which is Emily Litron. Um, that the the business page is the one. I have several pages. <laughs> what the what the business page? The one where it, it shows me speaking on stage. That's my business page. They can certainly friend me. Um, a, a lot of the pages that you mentioned, you can find them when you go to the main page, AmericanDreamCoach.com, because there uh, my TED Talk is on there. There are some podcast episodes, not podcast. It was radio episode that I've done. In the past, uh, my, my own radio show, um, there are online courses, uh, there are ebooks that they can download, and also the request to chat for 30 minutes. So if they go to AmericanDreamCoach.com, they're going to find a lot of the resources. That's great. Thank you so much for coming on today, Emily. You're an absolutely amazing person. I love everything that you've just shared with the listeners. Now, if you could say one thing to the listeners that they could take away today to get started on whatever it is that they they really want to achieve in this new year, what would that be? Well, I think the one thing that I would encourage everybody to think about is to maximize your potential, your growth potential. And and I'll I'll leave you with a question, right? Um, If you want to think whatever business you're in so let's say let's say I'm a dentist right 
and in whatever city you're in. And, and I want you to think, okay, if I'm gonna rate my potential against the dentist, the competitor down the street, right? Where would I rate it on a scale from one to 10? Me comparing to that other competitor. So you got a number. Then I want you to do that exercise again, but now I want you to rate yourself, what you're doing right now, versus your God-given potential. And a lot of time, what people are gonna end up doing is they give themselves an eight or a nine with the first question, and with the second one, they would give themselves a five or a six. And then my next thing that I would advise them is, you know what, I want you to take that five or six up to that eight or nine, because that's where you're gonna see that magic. That's where you're gonna grow. Because you don't need to try to compete with the person down the street or whoever it is around you. You wanna compete with your God-given potential, how to be the best version of who you are. That's beautiful, I love that. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining us. Listeners, this was episode 44, Your Growth Potential. In episode 45, we have Zane Truscott coming and talking. Thank you so much for being with me again, Emily. And listeners, go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.